What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Post Lunch. I'm your host, Anthony Zhen, and I'm here with the delightful Kevin Hockenberry. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. <laughs> nice. Wow. Uh, it's good to see you. Um, last time we talked, I was going way south. Oh, yeah. And by that, I mean to the bottom of Florida. Is that still that's still considered Florida? It didn't feel like it. I feel like once you start going over that much water, where do you draw the line? Yeah, it's it's Florida. It's definitely a different part of Florida. I mean, it feels more Florida to me than like Jacksonville. Okay. Or Polk County. You know, it was really nice when you start driving through that like chunk of the Everglades there. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. If for those of you listening, I went to um, what is it called? Isla Morada. Isla Morada, fishing capital of the world. I went there for my sister's wedding, and um, it was really pretty. But so driving through the Everglades, they have those like concrete barriers, but they're painted teal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was like, this is the most Florida thing ever. Yes, um, I thought that was really neat. I didn't see any wildlife um, through the Everglades, which was it's there, which was probably good and um, right. Yeah, so that was fun. But today we just came back from lunch. Yep. And uh, it was it was the lunch for a king. Yeah, it was an Asian place called King Bao. King Bao. We were talking uh, on the way over. Like Asian places are like never called queen anything. No, they're like emperor. They're yeah. never empress. Yeah. So anyway, we went to King Bao. Uh, this was a recommendation from you, from Yelp, uh, from our friend uh, Jesse Sanders, faithful listener. Yeah, uh, from my friend uh, Casey Casal. Okay. Uh, so, so this is a place that's like, we have to go, right? Mm-hmm. So we went today and I will say I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very good. Now, if you don't know what a bao bun is, um, it's like a steamed type of bread. How would you explain that? It's like foamy. Yeah, bro. It's like, it's a light. Very it's light. warm. Warm. Not a ton of flavor, but and, it's not supposed to. And it's presented in taco form. Right. If that makes any sense visually in your brain, for you. yeah. So if you think if you go to like a taco shop and you order all these different types of tacos, it's kind of like that. You're ordering a bunch of different bowels. So I had um, the coco loco, okay, which was a um, fried coconut shrimp with mango salsa on top. That was very good. I knew it was good. I had the hogzilla, okay, which is the pork belly. Like, uh, I don't know how they present it, but... Yeah, that's their number one. It was very good. But the best one I had... Oh, man. Oh, dude, it was so good. Do I need to play the song or no? No, not today. We got too much much to do today. Okay. Okay. The hot chicken. Okay. And it was just a piece of fried chicken breast with some of the best, tastiest sauce. And and the bow just complimented it Mm. so nice. It was so good. And then um, for my side, I got truffle tater tots yeah and the aroma of the truffle the moment you placed it down on the table was like hey you know what's interesting about i have a i have a love-hate relationship with truffle because i both love it and hate it okay like every time i order truffle like in my mind it's gonna be the best thing ever and i take a bite and like i hate this did did that i need more i hate this but i want another one i hate this but i want another one kind of yeah but do you get that like with truffle like truffle is like it's not a top 10 flavor no, it's very um, in its own league, but I enjoyed those truffle tater tots. Yeah, they were good. What did you have? Um, guys, I'm looking at my receipt right now. I got the three-bow combo just like you did. Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. 
It came um, with a Coke. I got the hoisin barbecue rib. How do you say that sauce? Hoisin. Hoisin, mm-hmm. which is like a sweet barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, you had made ribs this past week. And I so did. when I saw that there was a rib option, I was like, I need to scratch the itch here. I got the kick and chicken. That looked good. It was very good. And then I got the inner harbor. Yeah. And I rolled the dice on this one. It was a crab cake bow bun. Yeah. Boy, did I win on that. Was that the best one out of the three? Um, it was it was tied for first. Okay. The kick and chicken was very good. Yeah. Um, and then I got the Porky's Tachos, which was like Asian pork with nacho cheese and scallions and jalapenos and sour cream. It was right. amazing. Um, I truly loved it. I think, I think overall, if I'm using our baseball terms here, um, this was a s- second base. It's called a double. Thank you. For those of us who don't know what baseball is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm good with that. I, I go double and then maybe even, um, advanced on a, on a overthrow from the pitcher to the catcher. I think mine was an error to double. Okay. So it's more of a single with an error on the play, which got you to two. Okay. I'm good know, with that. I don't know why I have an error. I just feel like it sounds more technical. And um, the the establishment, this place is a dump. I love it, though. It was really fun. It feels like so like Philly, Jersey, New York to me. <laughs> it's like so Northeast. It was a dump. Um, you walk inside and uh, there's graffiti on the walls, which is cool. It's fitting for the yes. area um, of where this restaurant is located. Yeah. But the most obnoxious thing was... They they played like an entire Eminem album. Yeah, that was dumb. And Eminem just has one of those voices. I think like after like one song, <laughs> he sounded like he sounded like a seagull in the one. Yes, thing. yeah, he had that one song. I I couldn't hear what he was saying. All I heard, was, yeah. I can't, bro. There's a lot. It was it was too much, and they're in there just listening to that. Yeah, like you don't like, have better music to listen just to. Just into that, all of them. In yeah, there. now don't get me wrong. I mean, the guy's a great MC and all that stuff, and lyrically, and I get it. But just his, I guess maybe when you can't hear the actual song and all you hear is seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you you used the bathroom there. Was it nice or? Yeah, it's fine. Was it nicer than the outside? Because. The like lobby of the restaurant. It, the bathroom was clean. Okay, cool. But it was yeah, it had a bunch of graffiti in there and stuff. But like weird, like like Gen Z graffiti. <laughs> like I was sitting there, and I was sitting there, and I was I was looking at the wall, and like there was a graffiti that said, "Love yourself enough to become a better you." And I'm like, <laughs> that's the difference between like Gen Z. <laughs> that's the difference between Gen Z graffiti and like Generation X <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> graffiti. Ours was like all like gang related. Yeah, stuff we're gonna and kill like, you and yeah. your family at night. This is like, yeah, dude, if you work hard enough, right? And try, you'll get out of debt. We like we like <laughs> left the phone numbers for people we didn't like to tell people to call them. <laughs> this was like be a healthy you. Yeah, you need help. You can call. Wow. Uh, so King Val was, that was a fun place. There are so many great restaurants in that yes. area of yeah. Orlando on Mills Road. Yeah. Mills uh, 50, is that what they call it? Yeah. Um, the particular section where we were, it feels like um, Chinatown. Yeah. It's definitely become a Chinatown. Yeah. So there's like some pho places there, some Korean barbecue. There's got to be 30 plus Asian restaurants at this point. And there's little Asian markets and stuff yeah. like that. So it's a, it's a cool little area if you're ever in the um, on Mills Road in the Orlando area, which is kind of downtown, it's real close to downtown. Yeah. Like if you're staying downtown in Orlando, um, it's it's a hop, skip, and a jump yeah. away. Now, if you're going to be down on the I, um, I'm sorry, International Drive, the I Drive area, and uh, it's probably more of a 20 minute drive, right? 
but it's still worth it to go check it out because a lot of people they don't understand Orlando. They think Orlando is just like Disney. Oh, like Orlando sucks. Like no, no, no Orlando is actually really cool. That's a cool city. You've just you've just only been on iDrive and the convention center and SeaWorld and Disney. Like you don't know. Right. There's a whole. I mean, it's a whole city. It's it's really cool. And it's thriving. It's thriving. Yeah, like people are like out. It's not like some of those dead cities, but um, it's time to pay the bills. Yeah. So um, that's cool. That's really cool. Listen, if you guys um, don't already do this, which if you're listening, you probably do. But if you don't, by any chance, if you're not subscribed to us on Spotify, go ahead and do that now. Um, If you like the content here, you can support us. There's a link in the description. Uh, You can buy us a coffee. They can also also, um, subscribe on like Apple Music too, right? They can, yes. And Google. And, and and you know what else? They can follow us on Instagram. Post lunch underscore podcast. Yeah. And you'll have we'll have pictures of today's place uh, from King Bao. I do recommend King Bao. Come check it out if you're ever in the Orlando area, if you live here. Yes. But now it today wouldn't be the day if we didn't have some nice news. Let's do it. Extra, extra nice news. Mm-hmm. In early 2023, Seema Jones, that's an interesting name, Seema, okay. S-E-E-M-A. Okay. I don't know if it's Sema. a male or female yet. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's a female. It is a female because okay. I've read the story. Seema Jones took four weeks off from her job at Bank of America to spend some long overdue quality time with family. Good for Seema. While her boss texted her a few times throughout her break... It was never to discuss work. Okay. It was to make sure Jones was having a nice time and to ask her to share some pictures of the trip. That's a good boss. I was a little upset at first when you said that, but... Yep. Okay. Uh, I didn't receive a single phone call for work, says Jones, a California-based market operations team manager for the bank. This winter, thanks to a newly launched sabbatical program at Bank of America, she traveled with her mother and toddler son, to Las Vegas to spend a month with her grandmother, whom her son had never met because of COVID. Whoa. I was able to have the most peaceful sabbatical. Nice. Bank of America launched the new sabbatical program in 2023, so just started this year, and uses it to celebrate milestones. A total of two sabbaticals may be taken within an employee's tenure at Bank of America. Tenure or tenure? Tenure. Okay. Since January, 5,000 employees have taken advantage of the offering. The next thing you'll hear our CEO talk about a lot is the beauty of the end. End, uh, says Ann Oxrider. <laughs> it's a funny name, Oxrider. Oxrider. Welcome. Uh, SVP. And benefits executive at Bank of America. Okay. I can ask you to deliver a lot, and I can give you some great time away to do some things that will make you an even better person in your community, in your family, and ultimately in your company. So they're, they're, they're figuring it out. That's how we operate here at Authentic Church. Yes. It's basically, man, just let us know if you're going to you know, take some time off. You know what I mean? And it's worked for us so far. Get your bases covered. Get your bases covered. Uh, for Jones, back to our friend Seema, who started working at Bank of America as a part-time teller in 2008, the sabbatical was just the latest signal of support from a company that's helped her serve, um, sorry, thrive for 15 years. Wow. For her family in particular, this time off was a chance for four generations to not just connect, but to get to know each other. For a month, bro. For a month of sabbatical. That's, That's amazing. paid leave. That's amazing. I make it a priority to speak to my grandmother every other day, but seeing her, I'm sorry, but seeing my son on a video screen is different from holding him 
and playing with his little fingers and wiping peanut butter and jelly off his face, she says. Bank of America prides itself on offering robust benefits and aims to support the various stages of life for the team members. Jones, for example, had previously taken advantage of the company's tuition reimbursement program. Look at her. As she was climbing the corporate ladder. It all adds up to a fierce employee loyalty and a commitment to the organization. Good for Bank of America. One final paragraph. I don't see myself leaving Bank of America ever, Jones says. Wow. I joke with my manager all the time that I'm not going to leave, but I know if opportunities or promotions within Bank of America come up, I can jump at them and take them. But I want to retire with this company. I have a colleague who's hitting 43 years with Bank of America right now. I want to be one of those. Cool, man. You know, you don't hear that very much anymore. You know, loyalty to companies and all that. That was a big thing years ago. And I guess, I don't know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. I mean, people stayed with their company. They were loyal to their company. Right. But like so often, it just seems like companies aren't loyal to people. Mm. So here's this woman. She found herself in a company she really enjoys. It's been good to her. And let this be a word of advice to everyone listening. That is a CEO, entrepreneur, manager, pastor, whatever. Take care of your people. Right. Give them some time off. Let them go play with their kids. Right. Send them home early once in a while. Give them a week off, even if it's extra vacation. Right. Because the reality is, is like, that's that's how you really buy loyalty. That's how you get even more buy-in from people. Mm-hmm. You know? Shows trust. Yeah. That was good. That was really nice news. Nice news. Um, today, um, we, we've been talking about what are we going to talk about on the show. We do that every week up until about Wednesday morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the least thought out pod- podcast probably in the history of podcasts. Probably. Yeah. But um, I'm really enjoying it. So so we're talking about jobs today. Which yes. Is, that was the lead in. Did you notice that? I like how you did that. Like, I, I yeah. was picking it up. Absolutely. These are, uh, I, we we're going to talk about jobs that you and I have had. <laughs> I just read the back of that paper. <laughs> uh, so, so these are um, odd jobs. I looked on the, on the interwebs and I said, well, you know, what's the, what's the, um, most odd jobs out there, okay. unique jobs. Okay. Uh, so here's some of those. Um, like perf- N- Napoleon Dynamite type These stuff. exist, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, professional sleeper. I can do that. A hotel in Finland hired a member of staff as a professional sleeper to test the comforts of their beds. I wonder, like, what level of tiredness is required for that. And yeah, man, I'm, like, always tired, so, like, you can trust me to sleep well here. Yeah, maybe that's part of the job is going hard all day long. <laughs> <laughs> the, invi- the individual sleeps in different bed. Of one of the hotel um, rooms each night, writes a review about her satisfaction with each one. <laughs> That's not real. It's real. These are real. Full-time Netflix viewer. Imagine being paid to watch TV all day. I've, I've heard of this. I would get bored. You'd get bed sores. I would just get bored. I'd get probably very overweight. You'd get fatigued and you'd need to be a professional sleeper. Well, for one employee, this dream has become a reality. Netflix has hired someone to watch all their content before <laughs> it is available to the public. Whoa, elite. Whoa. And their role is to review and assign each program its correct tag, which helps viewers find exactly what they're after. That's kind of cool. This next one is a professional mourner. We've heard about these. If you you know your Bible at all, you know that in in Eastern cultures, uh, they actually have professional mourners. So uh, it is a tradition in Southeast Asia. Like, sign me up to cry, man. Yeah, that at a loud funeral... Um, will assist the dead as they travel to the afterlife. So professional mourners are hired to cry and weep loudly throughout the service. I feel like I would kill that. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Um, 
This one, the next one uh, is a snake milker. A snake milker. No, you can have that job. You don't even have to read the description <laughs> for that. Not for the lighthearted. The job of a snake milker is to collect the venom. Yeah, what of did you poisons. think it was? I don't know if they had like little like, leche. <laughs> yeah, like little teats, you know. Um, oh man, I got, I got nipples. <laughs> Can you milk me? <laughs> That's from an old TV, old, old movie. Oh man. Um, venom. Oh, and that's how you get anti-venoms and other medication. Yeah. Thank God someone's brave enough. Yeah. You don't want to like have shaky hands for that one. No. I watched a, th- a thing on YouTube recently where they were talking about, um, milking this spider in Australia. That, yep. And like the fangs are up to three centimeters long. And they said, if we didn't do this, like so many people would die every year. Wow. I was like, dude, what this? A full-time job. for There's like a squad of people who are doing this. Okay, so something really gross. Remember I told you about this years ago about people who milk cockroaches and they drink the milk? No. That cockroach milk is a very good nutrient for people. Is that one of those statistics that are... I have no idea what the statistic is. But if you think about it, it makes sense because cockroaches, they survive everything. This is not real. It's incredibly real. You can Google it later. I promise you, people... There are, there are, I don't know if they're like farms. It's like, like the matrix or something. Roach milk? Roach milk. Oh my God. Yeah, people drink it. Uh, okay, next one is dog food taster. Uh, like a human tasting the dog food? It has to be, right? Yeah, because these yeah, are human like, jobs. You can't pay dogs. That'd be like discrimination or something. <laughs> the dog food tester's <laughs> job is to taste new dog food products, including bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, this one tastes good. <laughs> The defect in this one. <laughs> the defect in this one is too much. Oh, <laughs> the rooster got into the onion yeah. patch or whatever. Okay. Uh, tinned meat uh, and biscuits. They do this to test for flavor and texture in comparison to rival dog food. I brands. want you to know something that and my dog food. does not care what the texture of her food is. She will eat anything that hits the floor except for carrots. Right. She doesn't like carrots. How much does taste really matter? It does not matter. My dog inhales whatever's available. When you make bacon, do you give her a piece? We don't make bacon often, but when we when there's leftover meats, I do throw her a little. Uh, next one is an odor judge. Let's see what this one is. In order to test the effectiveness of new products, odor judges are hired to smell volunteers' breath, feet, and armpits. Bro, you can have that. Which one of those, like if they all smell bad... Which is the worst? Bad breath, bad feet odor, or bad armpit odor? Bad breath, dude. Bad breath smells so bad. <laughs> Worse than like if someone's got like bad, like if they got like halitosis for their feet. Like they have like a raging athlete's foot and it's just like. <sighs> and it's like little like yellow, like smoke coming off of it. Okay. Uh, they make sure their judgment is accurate. The members of staff have their. <laughs> yep. Sense. That one smells bad. No, no. The members of staff have their sense of smell tested monthly. So. I wonder if that was an issue during COVID when like everyone lost their senses. Those Maybe. are odd. Those are odd jobs. Odd jobs. Which segues us into uh, today's show. Today, the meat of the show today is um, odd jobs. Well, I think odd jobs, I think it's just more the jobs you and I have worked that some of them ended up being kind of odd. Yeah, these aren't like, and I, I think there's a two definitions here. An odd job is like, you know, I got to go over and pull the weeds at this guy's house. And then I'm going to go over here and fix the cabinets. And then I'm going to go to, those are odd jobs. And then there's odd jobs. Like, like we yeah, just read, like I, I need to go to the alligator <laughs> farm and all of the alligators need their toenails. 
cut. cut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I was That's not, an odd job. Yeah, I'm a pastor. I wasn't always a pastor. Many moons ago, I was other things, as were you. You weren't always just a... You, why was that so funny? <laughs> You're choking on your coffee, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Anthony is a designer. He makes cool little films. He I does all kinds of things. I have coffee in my nose, man. I don't know why that was so funny to me. Um, so before we were all of that, We'll talk a little bit about our first jobs and some other jobs we had. And I didn't realize how many jobs I had. I, I, they're not all on here. I didn't capture them all. But, oh, my God. Um, so my first <clears throat> job ever that I can remember, I was probably about 14. Let me do the math. Probably about 14 or so. Maybe No, maybe 15. Oh, my goodness. And I babysat <laughs> for my niece and nephew. Okay. And they they're Were they older than you? No. But but my niece, I'm, I'm within like 10 years of her or something. So they were probably like five and three or something. And so they left me alone with these two children uh, so that they could go to the go show the plan because they were in Amway, my sister and, and her husband. Oh, they did that? Yeah, they showed the plan. So they would go out and go to people's homes and try to sell them Amway. So I would have to babysit their kids when they did that. And um, I was I was a horrible babysitter. I would lock them in dark closets and, no, tell, you them, didn't. Yep, and tell them the monster's in there. Yeah, dude. What's the matter with you, man? Well, I'm good now. I don't do this stuff anymore. But like back then, I guess I just <laughs> thought, thought it was funny. You thought it was funny. You know what it was? That's that's how I was treated as a child. Oh. Yeah. That's um, really sad. I wish I had a crying button. That explains a lot, doesn't it? <clears throat> yeah. So, But we would do cool things, too. That We had a staircase, so we would like turn the stairs into like a slide, like a sled. So th- this was a recurring It happened a few times. I think finally... They quit. They, well, they know they the kids would go home crying and have night terrors and all that. And I think they figured out it was me that was causing all that. So they were done with that. Uncle so. Kevin sucks. <laughs> no, please don't make me go over there. What was your first job? Oh, um, the first one where I, th- I think like I was really actually getting paid to do. Uh, I worked at a print shop with my mom. My mom was a, as a foreshadow of the future. Yeah. My mom worked at a um, she was a production manager at a print shop. And there would be like these huge orders that would come in. Um, do you remember the, those books called like Chicken Noodle for the Soul, Chicken Noodle Soup for the Soul? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so my mom's print shop was printing those books. Really? For people like um, for publishing and proofers, proofreaders. So there'd be like a couple thousand that would go out. So those weren't like <clears throat> the real book. It was going to be the real book, right? But they're printing. Got it. So me as a 13-year-old or 12-year-old or whatever, however old I was, I was the one who was binding all of those books. Wow. I was gluing, putting the glue on the binding and then wrapping the cover on it and all this stuff. I was like... Did your fingers hurt? No. But my mom's boss would always take me to McDonald's and get me a... He's like, you can get a Big Mac and supersize. It's like, I'm going to do that, Mr. Steve. Supersize. They don't have supersize in no. McDonald's. They're just small, medium, large. Why would they get rid of supersize? I don't know. That just hit me. I don't know why they would do that. I was today years old when I just realized they don't have supersize super anymore at McDonald's. You could probably order it and they give you two larges. I'm sorry to interrupt. You were saying. Anyways, at the end of those uh, those long days where I would be binding books or drilling holes in calendars, Mr. Steve would give me a crisp hundred dollar bill whoa yeah so i'd make a hundred bucks that day well then you go buy a scooter and then take the scooter over a fence by a canal <laughs> yeah and slit my wrist open 
Uh, so yeah, that was my that was my first job where it was like legit. Okay, kind of legit. You were yeah. getting paid under the table. I was getting paid under the table because that uh, you were breaking all kinds of child labor laws there. All sorts of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then is that is that the only job you ever had, or you had other ones? Um, I had, I helped my uncle a few times. Held him? No, I helped him. He, oh, helped. He um he would install like blinds in people's houses or like, like say a whole neighborhood is going up and then he would get the contract somehow and right. he would be putting blinds in every single house in that neighborhood. And so okay. my job was to like take these tin snips and like cut the corners on all of these like fixture things and then place them in these plastic holders and then he would mark like we'd walk through the house and he would mark each window like this is window one. And then if you count to the right, all the way up to w- window 20. Right. And then he would mark all of the like sets of blinds in the truck, one through 20. Okay. So I would go lay them all out, like unbox it all. He right. would do all the install. And as he's finishing the one, I'm cleaning up behind him. Okay. So that was cool. And you worked at an ice skating rink too? Yeah, I worked I worked there as a skate guard for a season of my life. So what is that? Is that like a lifeguard? Not kind of. I was the kid who skated around and said, "Hey, um, no drinks out here, man." Oh, did I, you break up like PDA and stuff? Um, no, okay. I, I was I wasn't a narc. Okay, so you just skate, I, but you could skate. Yeah, I was really good at skating. So you skated around, or like, all right, dude, gotta take it over there. Yeah, like, hey, dude, you're going the wrong way. Oh, the what? I hate when people go the wrong way. Yeah, like I would do that, or people would like. It was at an ice skating rink. <clears throat> And, like, the cool kids would try to, like, spray ice on people and be like, yo, cut it out, man. And we're always like, yeah. yeah. But I was, like, the same age as these guys. So Let me like, ask you a question. Did it always go clockwise or, or counterclockwise? Or was whoever's first on the ice, did they determine? No, it always goes <laughs> counterclockwise. And every now and then, the DJ would be like, switch it up. Yeah. Turn it around, man. And then they would go the other way. Because that would, like, probably, like, fix the ice again really nice. Um, they actually did that more over at the roller skating rink cause they were, they would skate on tiles Oh, and the tiles would buckle a little bit. So they would be like, everyone shift, uh, <laughs> go the other way around. So yeah, that was cool. That is cool. Um, I had some job. I, I worked in, um, it feels like I worked in restaurants and like construction a lot. Um, <laughs> as, after babysitting as, like a, as a child, <clears throat> as a teenager okay. and you know, yeah. Uh, I worked at little Caesars for a while. Everybody there just smoked weed. Um, <laughs> that's just what they did, you know? Um, and I remember having to mix the sauce. I'd make the sauce and like, you're they're supposed to, there's a way you're supposed to do it. <clears throat> but like, we were all like 15 and we didn't really care. So we stuck our arms in there and like <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> spun the sauce around. And that's sick. Like we, up to your elbow and like, yeah, but we'd always say, Oh, our sweat adds salt, you know? Um, not your arm hair or your dirty fingernails. Right. Yeah, we just stir it in there. Because what happens is there's like clumps of like seasoning because you put seasoning in there. So the seasoning would clump or the, the tomatoes would clump. So you have to unclump everything as you got your hands in there. Uh, it was I'm cool. A, I'm unclumpterful. <laughs> That's <was> gross, dude. <laughs> um, so that was Little Caesars. Then I went to Mama's Pizza. Um, Mama's was um, owned by the mafia, I'm pretty sure. I think I've talked <laughs> about this a little bit. I, I think I've talked about this on the show. Maybe I haven't, but basically uh, – yeah, I'll, I'll tell another funny story from there one time that happened there. But I didn't last long at Mama's. Uh, I wasn't cut out for Mama's. Um, so Mama's Mama's fired me, I think. I got fired for more jobs than I got hired, I think. <laughs> Dang, I only got fired from one job. <clears throat> and then um, and then Hurricane Andrew hit in 1992, and I was living in Fort Lauderdale at the time. And my brother's like, get in a truck. <laughs> I'm like, cool, where are we going? We're going to go see, like, you know. 
all this calamity. <laughs> He's like, no, we're roofing. I'm like, I don't know how to roof. I don't know how to do none of that stuff. <laughs> 15. So yeah, my brother <laughs> took me down um, with a couple other guys. I didn't know in his old, you know, brown van. And uh, as we started getting close to like the Kendall area and all that, bro, it was just destroyed. And I'm like, okay, what now? He's, he's like, you know, get up on top of the roof and start pulling off shingles. And so I'm like pulling off shingles with bare hands. No way. And like, um, uh, what's that stuff called? It's got the fiberglass in it. Oh, the installations like, everywhere. Yeah. And so I'm pick- I had no idea. I'm like, oh, this cuff, look at this stuff. This is cool. And like, like so my hands itchy. are all like itchy. Um, but my brother was a plumber. He had no idea what he was doing, but basically he got a job. Like, Hey, come down here. We'll pay you guys a few hundred bucks a day to like do this. So I lasted a day. It was way too hot, bro. It was, oh my god, gosh, late August, early September, in Miami area, on a roof. I'm I'm not built for that. That's just me personally. It's freaking hot. So I'm a I'm a year in at the skating rink. Okay, and I graduate to hosting birthday parties there. Okay, so I'm like, it's a big deal. I'm I'm probably sixteen at the time. Okay. And I'm I'm the one who's like interacting with parents who are, whose kids are having the party there, and I'm like taking orders and like like running the pizza and the cake over, lighting the candles, doing all the stuff. But that's cool. You get to like walk into all the smiles and everything. Yeah, and <clears throat> until these kids are like, there's cake everywhere because kids can't like oh. wear roller skates and like eat cake at the same time, right? And so I, I do all this work, and sometimes the people would tip so nice. Yes. Um, but other times it's like not like really nothing. And I'm wow. like, I just busted my butt. I bet you today though, in today's tipping culture, you spin that little thing around, bro. I bet you're getting 25% on a $500 party. That would be amazing. Yeah. But so I worked at the skating rink. We can keep going. I, I have more stories at the skating rink cause. Oh, okay. Yeah. I carry can, on. I continued to, uh, advance there. So as time was going on, I started to like straddle. I would host birthday parties and then I was picking up some part-time Within the skating rink, there was a pro shop, and I started working at the pro shop. And eventually, I only worked at the pro shop, and this was a sweet job. I, I was a skate sharpener. I sold hockey equipment to, like, new kids who were like, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play hockey, and the mom would come in and, like... But you played hockey, so you, like, knew the gear to sell and everything. Yeah, so... And I did the right thing. I never upcharged people. I said, like, hey, he's just getting into it. Right. This is the right stuff. And then right. you get, like, some Richie guy in there. He's like, I want the top of the right. like... All right, man, follow me. Right. <laughs> you need these skates. Um, so that was a cool job. But my career ended there. Yeah, you've told me this. I forget what happened. You got fired or something. Didn't you like threaten to kill somebody with a skate or something? <laughs> no. What happened? No. Okay, so um, the pro shop, the, okay, the skating rink had three rinks. There was two ice rinks. Okay. And one roller rink. Okay. The pro shop was in the roller rink area. I have to tell you that because this is all going to make sense. And... <clears throat> At the roller rink, there like the snack bar is like just right outside the roller rink area. So, in between me selling like stuff from the pro shop, I would go hang out with my friends who still worked at the skating rink. We'd hang out at the at the snack bar. I'd be like, "Hey, Big Lee, what's up, man? Hey, nothing much. Corey, what's going on?" Anyways, there's kids that come there like right after school. Okay, mm. we call those kids rink rats. Okay, they just hang out there. They just yeah, their mom like mall rats, but rink rats. Yeah, they, their mom just drops them off. There was open skate for like open hockey that would happen from whatever two thirty to four thirty, right? Until it would turn into like game time or whatever. The pro shop during the day, it's dead. You might right. get one or two walk-ins, right? Mainly just sharpening skates for the like this ice skating area. 
So I'm over there. I'm talking to my friends at the counter, and this this little kid, this wearing all of his goalie gear. Okay. Okay. We used to play this game. It borderline inappropriate, but we would like throw our keys at like each other's like crotch area. Okay. Like it's called like like adolescent juvenile. Yeah. Like behavior. it's called like a nut tap. Like you would like you'd be like, oh man, you got me. Okay. And um, and so we all the workers like that was like a thing that we right. did. So you'd walk in and you like cover your area mm-hmm. so you, you never got got right right so i'm at the snack bar and this rink rat kid wearing all his goalie gear takes his goalie stick and just checks me in Ooh. the crotch okay from behind like right. i didn't even see it coming right and i turned around I was like man what the heck was that and i spartan kicked him in the chest <laughs> this is sparta yeah so the kid falls backwards mind you he's wearing his helmet everything all his stuff fully geared back gear leg all the stuff would you still have done it if he wasn't wearing all that stuff I would not have done that okay. because I knew he wasn't going to be hurt. Right. Okay. Okay. Spartan kicked this kid. And he's like, oh, man. I was like, yeah, that's what you get. You don't like you don't check somebody. Right. Hurt people like that. And yeah. they're groin like that. Right. That's not right, dude. I said, well, uh, whatever. And it's like, get out of here. So he went along, played his thing. He's fine. Two days later, bro, mm. I walk into work. My boss, Howard Fink. That's a great name for a boss. Howard Fink. I was his best employee. I sold the most hockey gear. I was on time. I stayed late if I had to. And he said, he hands me two envelopes. He said, here is your paycheck for this week. And here is a paycheck for next week. He's like, I have to let you go. I was like, Howard, what? He's like, well, right. the management showed me a video of you kicking this kid and the parent, the mom of the kid said, if you don't fire that guy, I'm pressing charges. How old are you? About 16? I was, no, I was a senior in high school. So 17 or 18. Big difference. I I think I was 18. It was an adult. Okay. Okay. So that's a big difference. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, are you serious? And that I, I got fired from that job. Wow. Yeah. I was devastated. I was making, like good money at that place. It was commission based plus hourly. It was awesome. You had anger issues back then. I think I still have anger <laughs> issues now. I'm just learning how to deal with it. Um, let's see. So then when I got into high school, um, <clears throat> I did not do well in high school. Okay. I um, kind of reverted. I got less smart as I went from freshman to senior. Do you think you got less smart or your care went down? My care went down. Yeah. You were, you got like, but like I started in pre-algebra, which is really an eighth grade class. But by the time I like finished, I was in like math applications, like four years later, <laughs> I, I went backwards. Okay. Um, and that's a lot of that, I, you know, I'll take full responsibility. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, that comes back to, I didn't have a father in my life. I was doing my own thing and I didn't have any, you know, really encouraging me and helping me out. So that's kind of why I did that. But um, so I got into a work release program at my high school. I had that too. And, um, I well, will go to, ours sp- wasn't called work release. Yours sounds like prison. <laughs> mine was called on the job training. That's what mine was too. Oh, okay. O- OJT. Yeah. Yeah. I had OJT. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, same thing. Work, work, <laughs> work release. release. <laughs> well, if you do the high school I went to, it would make sense. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, so I would leave school around 11 o'clock or so, even though I wasn't supposed to leave till like noon. And then I would go down to, we had a little shopping plaza right by us, and it had a 7-Eleven. It had Poppy's <laughs> Pizza. Bro, Poppy's Pizza is was the best pizza in, in, in Broward County. 
And then it also had this Chinese place. Uh, they had the best Chinese chicken wings, bro. You know, how, you know, like a really yes, good Chinese yes. chicken wing. Yeah. Yeah. So they had those. Um, so I would always go down there and then my brother would pull up in his van and pick me up, you know, and uh, he would get there whenever he could. So sometimes I'd be hanging out, just eating pizza, sitting on a curb, waiting for my brother for like an hour. And then he, he, he'd, he'd get there. And my brother is one of those guys. Um, my brother, Billy, I love him. He's hated what he's done his whole life. <laughs> and he always wears it. <laughs> so like, instead of like pulling up, you know, and Hey man, how's it going? Kevin, how's, how was school today? You know, it was, it was just, you know, he'd slide the van door open, get in, <laughs> you know, or he'd be like, sit right there, get in the van. I'm going to run into Seven Eleven and get some smokes. I'll be right out. You know? So <laughs> he just never like liked his job. You know, he hated what he did, but he just never changed careers because he was good at it. So then we would go to the construction site and he was a plumber and, uh, and I would work for the rest of the day doing plumbing. Uh, and then I graduated like high school. in your high school clothes? No, no. I don't, I don't remember, to be honest with you. And I didn't wear like plumbing clothes to school. That's what I'm saying. So, so like, I probably you, changed. Yeah. Okay, you brought like clothes with you. I'm sure, yeah. Like a onesie? hot, man. Would you wear like a, one, like a plumber onesie or like? No, no, because it was um, construction. It wasn't service. Okay, so you're like wearing like baggy jeans and a white t-shirt. Yep. Or a gray shirt. Yep, like a Heather Gray with a company logo on it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was wearing. Okay. And so... Um, that's what I did. I did that for a while. And then when I graduated, I stayed with my brother for a while and I would, uh, I would be his apprentice. I was an apprentice for a while with my brother, Billy, and I just never got better at it. <laughs> I hated it so much. I hated plumbing, but it was decent little money. He gave me like 35 bucks a day, which back then was like, you know, it was a little right. you know, it was cash, you know, it was good money, money in my pocket. Um, but I knew then that that construction was not in my future. And I respect the heck out of construction workers and plumbers. Right, that's hard work. It's hard work. Uh, it's, I mean, what I do is hard work, but it's different. Mine's more mental. Right. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, mechanics and, and these guys that do these trades. And I mean, these guys are making a lot of money now because people don't want to do it. Right. You know? But anyway, so that was that I, I was, I was in plumbing construction for a while. Uh, I had a lot of like little odd jobs, like the, like the roofing thing after hurricane Andrew, my, uh, my brother-in-law, Rick, he decided he wanted to open up a carpet cleaning business. I think it lasted like one or two times. I don't think one or two weeks. I don't think he had it very long, but he got the van. He's got all the equipment. Like he's all, he's all excited. You know, I think he left Amway. He was all excited to do something new. And oh my gosh. so he's like, Hey, you know, I, I need help. Just someone manning the hoses for me and all that kind of stuff. And I said, okay, he's like, we're going to go, we're going to go up to Lake Worth. And I lived in Broward County at the time. So yeah, that's far. Yeah. It was 40 minutes or whatever. So we're going to go up to Lake Worth and we're going to clean, um, we're going to carpet clean a restaurant. And I'm like, carpet clean a restaurant? Sick. That's like a Perkins? Gross. Yeah. Ew. And sure enough, we get there and it's like this like diner in Lake Worth. Ugh. And we did it at like four in the morning, like from like two to four in the morning or something after everybody had left. And I've always said restaurants with carpets is, is always like a red flag to me. Right. Um, and we clean these carpets, bro. I'm telling you, this water was so black. It was so gross. And you just knew there was everything from like alcohol to barbecue sauce to the bottom of people's feet. I mean, like that's why you're supposed to mop the floor at the end of the night, right? Not have a carpet, but that was pretty gross. I did that. Um, quite a few things. You worked at um, GNC for a while too, if I yeah, remember correctly. But I have a funny story about on the job training. Oh yeah. So this is before I found the Lord, okay. mind you. Okay. Yes, that's important. This is important to know this. So I would leave. Ours got out at ten thirty. So I would. I had to be at the pro shop at I think twelve. I would call in my order to California Pizza Kitchen or Red Lobster or any of these restaurants, and I'd pick it up on my way, and I'd pay cash. And a lot of times when I I would go open the shop, Howard wasn't there yet. And 
I would pay for my lunch almost every day from stealing money from the, oh, the drawer. Oh, that's not good. This is what happened. When you get your skates sharpened, there's yeah. no way to like inventory that. Right. So like if you got hockey skate sharpens, it was $6 and $10 right. for for um, figure skates. And so a lot of people would, like a kid would walk in, he has his hockey coach. There. Right. He's like, can't even skate sharpened by this time. He's like, all right, right. two, six bucks. And he, his mom gave him $6 cash. He's like, cool, man, thanks. Right. And I would pay myself back for my bougie lunch that I would have a few times a week. So that's horrible. But that was, when you said on-the-job training, it reminded me of that story. Um, yeah, I have stories like that that I, I'm not going to share. They're before I met Jesus, uh, really foul <laughs> things. And I don't want to give um, people ideas, especially like my kids that listen to the show. Right. So I got fired from that place, rightfully, at this point, right? I mean, I was stealing $6 for my, my lunch from California Pizza Kitchen. And I got a job at GNC because I – needed to pay my car payment and I had nowhere to go. Now at this point you are a, a new foundling yes. in the Lord. I just found Jesus uh-huh. um, maybe a few months before this. So you're still kind of in a transitional stage. Yeah. Um which is cool. So I was actually in Bible school at the time. I would oh. go on like Tuesdays okay. to Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. from West Palm Beach, which was like forty five minutes south. And so I had like a ton of reading to do and homework and stuff. And GNC is the perfect place to do all that because nobody goes there. Right. Except for like when high schoolers get out of school or people get off work. For GNC to be open during the day is like irresponsible. In that's my funny because that's the only time I ever go. It's like on a lunch break or something. I, I would get like one or two customers. <clears throat> and so you'd get this brown box with all the supplements or whatever. And it was just random. Like, right. There's like one jar of B12 vitamins, and then you have like a protein powder to put away. Like, it's, right. it was stupid. You get that done in like five minutes, and then you're right. just sitting around. So I would do all my reading and stuff like that. The cool part about that job, though, was that I think to this day, GNC still has this policy. You can return supplements that are used. Right. So, like, let's say you buy a protein powder and you eat most of it, and there's like one scoop left. You can bring it back and be like, eh, what didn't work. I hate that. That is it, so wrong. It made me sick. Yeah, that's wrong. And so the employee is supposed to destroy. Oh, but you didn't destroy. I destroyed it like by uh, eating it. By eating it. <laughs> yeah. So I was taking all sorts of creatine and um protein and all these pre workout things. I was like but I was educated about all this stuff. I right. I I learned about sure all the B vitamins and all that stuff. So it was cool. Um so there was like a, a perk there. Someone would buy a hydroxy cut and they would be like, oh man, it's making my heart beat too fast. Or like, yeah, I mean, it's full of caffeine. And I would right. save those because people wanted hydroxy cut and be like, hey, right. I'll trade you some hydroxy cut for right. whatever. Is that still around hydroxy cut? No. It was bad. It was like nothing but caffeine. <laughs> yeah. It was like a fat, a fat burner. Is that what they call it? Like a yeah. thermogenic? Yeah. Um, then I worked at Chili's for a while. Um, I was a bus boy at Chili's. Oh man! And uh, I was there for a while. The manager liked me. Um, I got along with most people, but there was one lady there that was a witch, like a like a self, like like a legit witch. That's what she called herself. Yeah, Dang. she says I'm a witch. And this is where and I had got my life right with Jesus, and so I was like going to church and stuff, and I was like trying to figure out, am I going to be a pastor? Like, what am I going to do? Oh no! And this woman hated me. Hated she could feel it. Me, yeah. Yeah, the force was strong with me. My metachlorine yeah. count was very high. It was very high. <laughs> um, and she was a Sith Lord. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, right, right, right. I was thinking, um, 
What's her name? What's the one I like? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, getting nerdy here with Star Wars. But anyway, so, um, and a lot of the waitresses like me, um, there was a lot of waiters there. It was mostly women. Um, but a lot of people there really liked me and I, and I worked hard for them. I bust my butt, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I started noticing a couple of the waitresses didn't like me as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting cold shoulder and man, what's going on here? This is weird, you know? And, um, and what was happening was this woman, the witch, the witch, uh, was working behind the scenes and she was gossiping about me. And apparently she started telling everybody that I was stealing tips, which I never stole one dime from anybody at this, Amen. at this Chili's. And, um, so my boss, uh, <laughs> my boss confronts me. He says, Hey, we need to talk after your shift today. I'm like, okay, cool. So, uh, you know, we sit down and, um, I always got, um, really discounted food there. So after my shift, every time I'd always get that Monterey chicken. Do you remember Ooh, the Monterey chicken? Yeah, bro. That was such a good dish. That was the best thing they had at Chili's. So I, I finished eating my Monterey chili chicken and, um, we, this, my, this boss, this guy liked me. He, we were, we were always tight, you know? He says, uh, he says, Hey, you, you got anything to tell me? I was like, the chicken was good. Dude, I was like 18. I was like, right. no. All of a sudden, I felt guilty, but I didn't do anything. Right. <laughs> like when someone's like, you got anything to tell me, you know? And I'm like, I, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, you sure you don't know? What, we can make this a lot easier if you just if you just tell me. I'm like. You're like searching for something to say. Yeah. So I'm like. Uh, um, I left the AC too yeah, long. Yeah. And I says, I'm, man, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know. He goes, well, we've had a few waitresses now come to us and, and tell us you've been stealing tips. I was like. What I was so like, bro, to be accused of of stealing from somebody, right? Like, like a hardworking woman that's like, like a single mom or some girl that's trying to put herself through college, and like, you think I'm stealing from her? I was right. disgusted. I was like, I forget the guy's name. I was like, Alan, whatever his <laughs> name was. I promise you, I didn't steal anything from anybody. He's like, well, we've had three eyewitness accounts now. Oh man, three different waitresses said they saw me steal tips. So at that point, even I'm like, oh man, did I steal tips? <laughs> you know, <laughs> if three people saw me, like, I mean, one is whatever. And um, I didn't do it. The and witch I, was just scheming. I got fired. Because of that witch. I got fired. I was accused of stealing tips. Dang. And I always think about that, like years later, some of the women try probably like think back to the time when they had a busboy work for them that stole their money. You know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I got fired from, from Chili's. And so then my mom was working at Palm Air, the Palm Air Spa, which was an area that used to be really nice at one point. And it was still okay you know, when she worked there. And they had this fine dining restaurant. So I was like, went right there. So I started um, being a waiter, like in fine dining. I've never okay. done that before. you like wearing so, dress pants yep. and a button down? Yep. Uh, Let's go. A tie, the whole thing. And um, so I started. Um, you probably killed that job. Bro, I killed it. I, I did so good with it. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Uh, again, I, I now I'm not serving Jesus at all, so I kind of like. I oh, so you, okay, yeah, dang! I, 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 I fell away. Hard. This the was witch the worst. really got you. This was like the worst season of my life. This is this was the darkest years of my life. I'm working at this place, <clears throat> and um, so one of the things that they asked you to do occasionally was because it was a hotel resort as mm. well. Sometimes people order to their room, like a room service. So sometimes you would they would ask you to go take a meal up to. The room that didn't happen very often because we were we were waiters we were on the floor waiters right. and waitress servers you know, and um, so there were two golf carts, and Anthony to this day, I don't know why I did this. Oh no! I, I got talked into something that I shouldn't have done. I really enjoyed this job. I enjoyed the the servers I worked with. I the liked, golf carts were for the restaurant. Yes, like for running. 
to for running room. to okay. rooms. Yeah, I enjoyed my managers. Uh, the the maitre d. This guy was so cool, a little Italian guy with a little pencil thin mustache. Uh, the the um, the cooks were cool. One of the cooks became like a like a really close friend of mine. Dang. Um, they had live a live band every night, and I got close with all the live band. Like, bro, I love. It was like a little family. Like, I love this place, and I don't know why I did what I'm about to tell you. Oh my gosh. So a friend of mine's I'm like, scared. My friend of mine's like, "Hey, let's go take the golf course. They're they're gas powered. <laughs> you know, they like they go faster." Oh my gosh! And um, I said, "All right, cool." You know, and so we 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 take the golf carts out. It was like before shift, and we went out on the golf course because again, it's a full golf course, so right. the whole thing. And he's like, "Let's play chicken." <laughs> no. Anthony, I'm, it's like, it's like Michael J. Fox in like, you know, the Back to the Future movies, you know, bok, 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 chicken, you're a chicken, that type of thing. Let's play chicken. And I couldn't say no. So sure enough, bro, we line up from, no, you didn't, from 50 yards apart or whatever and just slammed on the gas and we're going right towards each other. However fast a gas go, a golf like 30. Car. Fast, bro. Yeah. And I, um, I'm just bearing down on this kid and, and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. Neither of us are going to budge, dude. We're not budging. I am not budging. And I get within seconds of him and I realize, like, dude, like, like I could like die or something here. Like this is not good. Oh right. My gosh, bro. And I turn at the last second, but it was too late. And so we hit like, um, my left side hit his right side. Oh gosh, bro. I got thrown yards out of this golf out of the front little plexiglass glass thing i can't remember the front or the side because i was turning all i know is i got i got and i ejected i got ejected i got hit on the way out i hit like a bar and i landed in a pile of red ants (laughs) like a big old pile of red ants. and you're wearing your white dress shirt because you have a shift to be on so you're grass stained everywhere yes so he was fine i he comes and check on me i'm like bro i'm jacked up man he's like got red ants all over you i'm like watch it for those that don't live in florida we have red ants down here that bite and they're horrible. They're demonic. And so I brush all these red ants off. I got those red ant bites. I'm dirty. I'm, I'm hurt. My shoulder, chest is hurting. I don't remember what it was because I hit the bar on the way out. And um, I'm like, all right, man, well, let's just be cool. Let's just be cool. Don't tell anybody about this. And so uh, I get back in the, the, the golf cart and it's like. And the steering is all screwed up. Steering was messed up. The um the gas was like I could it wouldn't go thirty it would only go like five miles an hour like I you messed it up I messed it up bro and they were waiting for me to come back and so when I came back I just had to tell them what happened there was nothing else I could t- I was like I wrecked the golf cart we were playing around up there I don't think I told them to play chicken but right. I saw, we were playing around and I I wrecked it and they fired me they right let me down. go yep dang dude yeah and I was so like discouraged man because I liked that job so much. So because I had done that, I got another job at a hotel okay. as a waiter. Okay. And they would only give me a lunch shift. And they gave me like three tables at once. And they paid me like $2 an hour, like $2.12 an hour plus tips. And the tips were like literally like $10. <laughs> so by the time I did like a three-hour lunch shift and tips, I was making like 15 to $20 a day. That's horrible. And I had to quit that job. So you quit that one. Yeah, man. So I worked at Glory Days one time as a busboy. Just, uh, dishwash, dishwasher too. Didn't you do dishwashing? No, they graduated me to dishwashing. The dishwasher called in sick one day or something. Like, we need someone on the dishes. Mm. Like, Anthony, get to work. I was like, okay. That was freaking gross, dude. The, the dish. I've I've done dishes. All before. the like lettuce gets into this big yep. like, colander. There's something about sticking your hand in soapy water and this lettuce is sticking to your hand. It's, it's disgusting. Just, I hate it. <laughs> and so in between, there would be also times where I'm just bussing. But in between bussing, when it was like slow. 
um, the food prep people would ask me to help them. So I was like cutting lemons and stuff. But one time they asked me to, um, what they do is they like bake the chicken wings at glory days first. Like they pre-cook okay. them mm-hmm. and then they put them in the, like the walk-in, which is like the fridge and all of the like grease and stuff from the chicken gets like coagulated. Mm-hmm. But somebody has to like take their hand and like scoop it out, scoop all of the like chicken to separate them and put them into do it, man. And put them into bundles. Yeah, yeah, it was so gross. I can't think about it. So I would make, uh, however, it's like groups of five, and they're in these plastic bags. And I would do that. My hands would smell like, yeah, parboiled chicken. <laughs> like, oh gosh! I would go home at like after my shift, washing dishes and stuff like that. I lived right behind the glory days, right, and. There would be days where I would just throw up in the... <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, bro. It was so disgusting to me. I could not deal with the smell. My shoes would just like glide on the asphalt. There was so much like grease and nastiness. It was so foul. I'm afraid of heights. And one of the things that happens when I'm afraid of heights is if I get too close to the edge, I get the sensation that I need to jump. No. Yep. I promise you. Uh, I thought I was the only one. But I've talked to other people who are afraid of heights. They have the same problem. Like it's drawing you in. It's drawing me into like, like you know, hey, just jump, just like, just do it. See what it'd be like. It's not. It's not. It's not like I'm depressed Suic- or suicidal. suicidal. No, it's no. nothing like that. It's just this whole. I feel like something's pulling me. So I always thought it was weird. I thought it was just me. I never told nobody that before. <laughs> like I'm sick. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought it was me, and I just deal with it. But I talked to some of the people that are afraid of heights. They said they have the same thing. I guarantee somebody listening to this show right now who's afraid of heights knows exactly what I'm talking about. It like pulls you to the edge. Yes. So when I do dishes. I don't like to mess around with the garbage disposal. There's something that tells me like flip the switch, you know, like grab something out of there. <laughs> oh my god! It like pulls me in. Like it's the weirdest thing. I never, I would never do it, but it's just like, you know what I'm saying? So like when I would do like dishwashing stuff and you know, yeah. those types of things, the I garbage was, disposal just scared me, dude. The garbage disposal at like restaurants is like, Oh man, like six times the size of a household yeah. one. And one time, you know, those like Sunday, when you get an ice cream Sunday, mm-hmm. it's in that like dimpled glass. Yeah. Like yep. Thick. Well, somebody had put it in the, like, yes. they threw dishes into my sink yeah. before I was ready. Yep. And it got into the garbage disposal. Yeah. And I, it, like, kicked on. And I was like, oh my God, there's glass in there. Mm. So I, I cut it off and I went to mm. reach inside, bro. No. And I thought I got it all. And I cut my palm That's open. the worst. And then, like, I, they don't send you home. They're like, wrap it up, keep right. going. I was like, right. bro, I'm bleeding out. And there's lettuce sauce getting into everything. <laughs> Bro, a dishwasher job at a restaurant like that, like a high volume Denny's, Chili's, it doesn't matter what, like Applebee's, doesn't it doesn't matter. That is so disgusting. Yeah, I've heard, I've never had to mess with grease traps before. I hear that's pretty foul. So gross, dude. Um, when I worked for Home Depot for a little while, I actually worked for a company called Zep, who sold okay. their products at Home Depot. They had a cardboard machine there. Have you ever seen this cardboard where they breaks down the the cardboard? Okay. So it's a like big, a baler. Like, <laughs> like Michael Scott, he wanted to use the baler. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So what, what it is is basically you were supposed to break your cardboard down and you put it all in there and then you hit the button bing, and then it just lowers and it totally squishes oh my God. the cardboard all the way down. But there's all these signs around it that says, don't go inside, don't crawl inside. So I always had nightmares about like, I put my hand in there and like I dropped my phone or something. You know what I mean? So right. I have to like crawl in and grab my phone. Oh and man. Like, someone doesn't know I'm in there. <laughs> I hate that. That's another Star Wars reference. When they're in the compactor. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's that's a that's an OG Star Wars there. Um, what are jobs you couldn't do if you had to do them today? You think? Man, I, there's a list, and and I might sound pretentious because of my list, but there, 
it boil I think it boils down to like I can't handle the sight of broken bones. Really? If I look at a um like a science book and they show like a broken shin in my stomach, I, I'm preparing for vomit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, Penny, my oldest daughter, she has a friend who's um, two older brothers who are like 11 and 13. They're like professional scooterers. Like they can scooter. They do like backflips and stuff. Those razor ones. Yeah. And um, just the other day, rut- routine trick that this kid always does, backflip off the uh, quarter pipe, mm-hmm. lands, sticks to landing, but then he like falls backwards like onto his butt and he lifts up his leg and his ankle is just dangling, bro. Right. And I'm I'm cooking manicotti last night. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm about to die right here. It was so gross. Bro, if he wasn't wearing a sock, his his foot ankle yeah. from, from the bottom is gone. All right, listen, we have looked at our statistics and we know that like 70 or 80% of our audience is female. So they've probably had enough of this episode, <laughs> I would imagine. Some are probably like, this is so cool. I love the stories. Yeah. Like, actually, we get a lot of feedback that people really love our stories. I've heard that the people like the stories. Um, for me, anything to do with like body fluids and smells would just be a struggle for me. That yes. Would, that would be really hard for me to do. Um, I, I don't do well with that. But I, beyond that, I think anything that I'd have to do the same thing and it was just monotonous every day, I would struggle with. I feel like... I'm way too ADHD. I've never been diagnosed. officially diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I am. Um, and I'm too creative to just sit there and just make sprockets all day long. Like I right. remember in um, the uh, Star Wars show. Right. Were those guys just building parts of the Death Star? Yeah, that, that would drive me nuts. Yeah, in the white you know, room. <laughs> yeah, I would hate that. Uh, so I think anything that's just like the same thing over and over and over again, and then body fluids and smells would be bad. So... Anyway, uh, you said you went to the Keys earlier. I do have to ask you this. Were you able to get to any of the restaurants down there? I was not. Um, I ate whatever the food they had for the wedding. Was it seafood? I got the yellowtail. Okay. Yeah, it was decent. It was a little dry, but they were making like 50 orders of fish. So like, so we need to go back because you need to go to Mrs. Mac's Kitchen. There's yeah. two of them in Key Largo. I don't want to go back unless I'm like scheduled to be on a boat. Or have a fishing rod in my hand. That was a really quick trip for me. I think if you were there three or four days, you would think totally differently. Yeah. So there's great restaurants. Um, it was super hot too. Like so. It's I don't really know. Keys yeah. hot. It was fun. I enjoyed it.